You are listening to the Photo Bomb podcast with the world's greatest photographers, Boo Ray and Gary. Hi, and welcome to the Photo Bomb podcast. My name is Boo Ray Perry, and joining me as always is Gary Hughes. Hey, man. I'm going to pull back the curtain. And let the listener in to a little behind the scenes what it's like. This is always dangerous. What it's like to record the Photobomb podcast. It's so difficult. In the, in the home office of the Photobomb podcast here, high atop Photobomb pa- Tower. At for- Photobomb Podcast yeah. World Headquarters. In downtown Photobombville. <laughs> Gary shows up, usually a little bit early, God bless him, shows up early. I'm very punctual. Then he proceeds to set up the equipment for the, for the podcast. Two to three hours later, we will start recording the podcast. We, we, we set up for on Sunday, we start recording on Monday. Yeah, Be, well. <laughs> because Gary, every time there's, there's some new piece of equipment, or last week he had completely erased his laptop. Oh my God. Yeah, there's always <laughs> so, something. And so today is also that way. Today we're doing something new. So if it sounds a little different, do, is it going to sound different? Well, I don't think so. I think that it'll sound exactly the same. But the biggest uh, difference is now, uh, now our headphones aren't working. I'm like, see, now, with the, what you can't see is that now Gary's all that. wiggling a wire to try and fix it so that we can hear <laughs> ourselves. On, I got it. Oh, no. It's a high tech operation. Uh, okay, there it is. There okay, it is. So, oh, no, oh, it's no. gone. We can only hear in one ear now. Oh, We're only hearing in man. one ear. This and this is every. We've been doing this for over a yeah. year. Do not buy your cables and adapters from Radio Shack. We've only been I doing this for a that. year, and we it. still don't have it down. Oh uh, no! Anyway, so uh, it's only when we add something new right. into the into the equation, change a microphone, change a. So what's basically been happening is, if you listen to previous episodes, you'll notice that every once in a while there's like a little squiggle in the audio that's really kind of annoying, like a. A lot. I've asked a few people, and, uh, and a lot of people have not noticed it, but I notice it. Boo Ray's noticed it, and you know we're the ones that are the most concerned with the audio quality. Mostly me. Boo Ray doesn't really care. Nah, about I really don't care. I'm very concerned about the audio quality, but it turns out because we're recording through mics into a mixer and then directly onto my MacBook Air, and as it turns out, there's a glitch when you use GarageBand to record anything live with like a USB mixer, and it throws a little glitch, and there's no fix for it. So we had to find an alternative. I got a digital audio recorder from Tascam, and I've also got a iPad, and so now this is the first time we're recording directly into the iPad, right? And I'm really just waiting for it to to fuck up, freeze up, and <laughs> yeah, it's going to die on us at some point. We're going to lose yeah. lose the entire show. Yeah, along those lines. pretty much. I, and I'm just waiting to to see the like run out of storage warning on my iPad. <laughs> Did you check the storage before you started the show? Yeah, I, it's pretty. There's nothing on it, pretty much. Okay, mostly. And how? What's the storage though? Uh, it's a 16 gig. 16 gig? <laughs> yeah. Well, I have a 32 gig card in my camera. I know. I have a 64 gig iPhone. I was like, we should just be doing this on yeah. my phone. Okay. So, uh, speaking of which, uh, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna pretend that everything's gonna go great. We're just gonna assume, we're gonna claim it. Right. That everything's gonna go right. fine. I, w- I did it this week. I went full Mac. Yes, you did go full Mac. I went full Mac. Uh, I'm very excited about that. Yes, yeah, me too. Because Not really, but no, I mean, you're excited. We've about had it. this conversation so many times about uh, determining the value of stuff. Like when you spend the right. money, like do you buy the more expensive thing or do you buy the cheaper thing? You know, And there's always some kind of justification. So, for example, like if you buy a $300 pair of shoes, like a really nice pair of shoes, let's say $500 pair of shoes, or um, you could buy – you know, a cheap pair of shoes. But a $500 pair of shoes is going to last you a really long time. Most of the time, you can even take it and get them reconditioned. Like, a $500 pair of shoes could last you your entire life right. if you take care of them. Right. Whereas, no matter what you do, if you buy a $60 pair of shoes, in a year or two, they're going to be worn out. 
you know, right. if you wear them like a normal amount. Right. So every year you're buying a new pair of shoes or you have $500 pair of shoes that last you forever. So that's where I'm at with – I've always been like, what's the difference? Because a lot of photographers are so Mac crazy mm-hmm. and you get in all these conversations with all these Apple fanboys that are like, oh, you have to have – if you're a photographer, you have to have Apple. You have to have Mac. And so I was always like, I use a PC. I can build a computer myself. It's way cheaper. But I look back. So I got my MacBook Air here, which – this, this, aside from being like occasionally uh, glitchy, which it's fine mostly, um, I got this in 2012. It's now 2016, and I haven't had a single problem with it. It runs like a champ, runs like the day I bought it. I, in the same time, around the same time, I built a new desktop PC that I do most of my work on at the studio. And, uh, well, am I talking the wrong end? Okay. And um, I've had four, four built, four built PCs in the same amount of time. As your MacBook Air. Yeah, but do you use your MacBook Air for the same uh, to the same level that you use the ones in your studio? I do because I use it when I teach and I use it when I'm on location. It, the MacBook Air goes with me when I'm shooting on location because the images go straight to it, so it does get a lot of use. Okay, but I mean, like my computer gets jammed up with stuff because I'm always downloading different things, and but, but that I don't put into my laptop. Oh I'm, yeah, I'm just saying realistically, you usually don't fill your laptop up with as much stuff. No, that's going to put uh, registers and all that kind of. Yeah, stuff. Yeah, true. But with a PC, it's fine. I find I'm having to reformat them clean them off like every six months i gotta go through this whole i gotta take a day out of my week and just wipe it out and reinstall everything so it starts running fast again whereas like the mac that i bought in 2012 or end of 2011 is is runs exactly the day that i bought it haven't done jack squat to it so um i did an experiment i went ahead and i got uh uh, got a new imac 27 inch and so i'm gonna let you know how that experiment goes because in like six months i could be kicking myself and saying like i should have just built a right well i i I don't know anyone who's ever gone to mac and then and then regretted it i don't know and and worst case scenario i always put windows on it so no big deal so big shout out thanks to uh thanks to a good friend of mine who works at the apple store actually hooked me up with an employee discount which is really cool yeah super stoked about that saved me like 700 bucks wow yeah nice (laughs) and i I didn't really want to like say your name buddy no don't don't i I know you listen to this show and uh thanks a lot for hooking a brother up speaking of hooking a brother up we have a new and exciting uh, sponsor slash partnership with the podcast. We do. We do. Well, that's, that's very exciting indeed. Yes. Uh, so this week, uh, I was talking to a friend of mine who works for a great company called The Lens Pal, and we rent their lens rental company. We rent from them all the time, and um, we've rented for them for a long time now. And I said, hey, let's do something with the show. And so they have offered our listeners a 10% discount on any rental Okay. if you rent something and use the code PHOTOBOMB. Okay, cool. So at checkout, go to the go to uh, just type the LensPal into Google. I think it's LensPal.com. Okay, and you go to checkout and you put Photobomb in the promo code and you will get ten percent off your rental order. Isn't that cool? That is cool. It's yeah. very cool indeed. That's pretty exciting. All right, LensPal. Does that make us seem like we've got like more stuff going for us? Well, but because like we have we're someone, more legitimate, I, you know, I don't, I don't know. Um, I mean, we've had offers. I, you know, I had somebody a year ago send me a thing saying, "Hey, we'll give fifteen percent off to your listeners," and and I, we just didn't do it. Yeah, uh, because we, because you know, you, it's a big when you have a podcast, it's a big thing. How much are you willing to shill? It's the same thing when you speak. How you know, right before you go speak at convention, everybody comes out of the woodwork and throws stuff at you yeah, and but, says, "Hey, would you use this in your program?" And and you have to be like, "Okay." Um, 
you know, uh, I you're never sending me use this. this I don't. Really, yeah, I never <laughs> use this, so I'm not going to use it now. Or, or you just sent me a thirty dollar thing, and you want me to advertise you to basically nine hundred people for that. That seems like a bit of a bargain for you. Yeah. Well, the, uh, the what happens is a lot of the vendors will sometimes go to like WPPI's webpage or PPA or Imaging USA, and they'll right. look at the speaker lineup and they'll contact every speaker. Right. Send them free stuff from whatever else. So. What I always say is, I tell you what, why don't you just send me? I'm happy to give away door prizes, and that's how you'll get your name to my audience. Is give me, send me a door prize, and I'll give away a door prize if it's not something. I normally use or whatever. I'm still, everyone's happy to win something for free. But, you know, getting into a, I'm, go, you know, I'm going to hype your company thing is always yeah. a tricky business. It's a like, tricky what are you doing for me? Business. What are you doing for me? Yeah, what are you doing for or me? Or like, I don't even use your crap. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, send me, send me something. I'll see if I like it. And if I like it, then I'll tell people. Right. About I mean, it. I only have, a, I mean, I have, you know, I have a few sponsors. You do White House Custom Color. And yep. of course, I've got Miller's uh, and then like 17 hats and uh, that I do a little stuff with. But everybody who I deal with in that respect is somebody who I was with for a long time. Right. We talk about stuff all the time without right. any kind of sponsor. Right, and there's the tons of stuff we talk about. Yeah, there's tons of stuff we talk about. That's stuff not, that we actually use. Yeah, in it's life. not sponsored at all. Canon doesn't give me a dime. So, which is why I thought this was great. So, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's thelenspal.com. Yeah, and rent anything. They ship anywhere in the U.S. And you've used them before. I use them all the time. And it's great when you're starting out. If you're a new photographer and, and you're like, it's you your first wedding, and you're like, oh, I need that seventy to two hundred. I, I, I can't tell you how many times I rented the seventy to two hundred yeah. while I was saving up the money to buy it. You know? Yeah. Sure. Absolutely. And if you got, you know, if you got a job that's, you know, I talked to a photographer this week who was like. I need to be able to shoot um, and use like an iFi card, but I only have one cam- one card slot in my camera, and so ev- I would have to send the full size RAWs over the Wi Fi, and it would take forever. And I said, mm-hmm. "Why don't you just rent the five D three for the job?" Right, and you, then you'll have two card slots, and it'll cost you sixty bucks, and it's like a you know a several thousand dollar job. It's totally worth yeah. spending sixty bucks to rent it for the day, or fifty four dollars if you use the code Photobomb hey. at checkout. Not to mention, if you're thinking about buying a lens, it's a great way to test it out. Absolutely. Anytime a new thing comes out or a new camera, it's a really good yeah. idea to rent it. All right, cool. So What's the website again? It's thelenspal.com, and use the code PHOTOBOMB to get 10% off your rental ships anywhere in the U.S. And thank you, Jess, for hooking that up. You're awesome. I know you listen to the show, and she's pretty great. All right, so here's the thing. Okay. <clears throat> this happened to me uh, this week, and uh, we've uh, – okay. Here's the problem. I want to talk about how many pictures you show to a client. How many? How many? Okay. Okay. Because here's here here's what happened to me this week. We had a we had a wedding. It was a one hour beach wedding, and uh, and I was I was over the top uh, to, with the charm at this wedding. I was I was in you had high form. The Blarney was up. To I'm just 11. I'm just saying I was I was wonderful. Okay. I was a joy. I was a delight. You were delight. to work with. <laughs> I was. Uh, I mean, they loved me. Right. Who and it's just a one hour beach wedding. And I, and but unfortunately, because they were taking a cruise. Um, uh, uh, the sunset cruise. It wasn't a sunset wedding, so there were no sunset pictures. So that's okay, though. I managed. But that's to get, your jam, though. Well, that's that's the, my jam. Yeah. And, but that, they didn't. But they wanted to take, and we and they were told, "Well, you're not going to get, you know, the sunset stuff." But we want to take this cruise. Uh, so we did the thing, and I still, I still busted, and I showed them 138 images for one hour, from one hour. Okay. Uh-huh. So basically, 60 minutes. You showed two. two Usable, deliverable, professional yes. photos for every minute you were there. Yes, yes, that's spectacular. Uh, so um, here's what's interesting, though. So they bought a hundred. So you have like a package where you can sell you can it buy after. hundred. You can buy twenty five. You can buy fifty, seventy five, one hundred. I'll tell you right now, the average is twenty five. Fifty is probably the average what people buy. Some buy twenty five, some buy fifty, and then some buy a hundred. Because you're doing a lot of small weddings. Yeah, very, very small. These are destination brides. They usually buy fifty. So they bought a hundred, but they also uh, and nice people, don't get me wrong, but they also, uh, uh, she also wrote to Bobby 
And she basically uh, complained a little bit and said that she didn't feel that the images uh, were at the same level uh, that she expected them to be based on, you know, like on the website. And to which Bobby said, well, again, you didn't get married at sunset. Uh, so, you, you know, you're not going to get any of that stuff. And that's a lot, a lot of what you see, you know, online is mm-hmm. that stuff. So, um, so it wasn't a big deal. You know, she still bought the big package and everything. And she said that. And, and, and he, let me tell you this right straight up. It's tough when you're a photographer anytime anybody says they're not happy with your work in any way, shape, or form. Because of our, the, the basic personality of somebody who goes into yep. professional photography, there's a lot of insecurity yep. in the creation Absolutely. of your art or whatever. Yeah. But let me tell you, if you're going to shoot 100 things a year, it's going to happen. It's unavoidable. This is absolutely true. Um, think about it. Anytime you add volume to something, let's look at like restaurant reviews, right? Sure. If you can go onto Yelp or, or wherever website, you know, or TripAdvisor and look at a restaurant – and even a restaurant that has five star average, you'll be able to find one and two star reviews in there. If they get, you know, if there's a thousand reviews, there are going to be some bad ones in there. So right. there's just no way you're right. going to shoot at the volume you shoot at and not get somebody who's not happy right. eventually. Absolutely. So here's what I find interesting though. Maybe once a year do I get the, you know, I, I'm not real happy with the photos. Without fail, every person who says they're not happy buys the largest package. Now that's interesting. Every time. Huh. It's always they buy more images than the average, and yet they're unhappy. It's never, I'm, I'm not happy with the photos, so I'm only buying 25. You think it's just reflexive? Like some people just are unhappy about everything. They complain about everything I everywhere they go. I just find it, in, I, think, I think it's maybe more along the lines of, of their expectations are so high. They want all the photos, and, and then they want, you know, I, you know, I don't know. But I find it very interesting that it's always, and then I get the people who only buy 25 and rave about me and love the work, and they only buy 25. And then I get the people who buy 100, and, oh, I'm, I'm a little disappointed. And so, I find it, and, I, and I'm like, what's that about that the people who are most likely to be disappointed are the people who buy the most? And by the way, because it's volume discounted, they get the biggest discount, and they get the most value. Their value is unbelievable. Right, well... Have you ever met anybody, and my dear father, who I love with all my heart, who's my hero, is this guy who, um, through a lot of my growing up, uh, he sent more meals back at restaurants than anybody <laughs> I've ever met. And we're thinking, you know, at some point, you got to go, everybody else is happy with their meal. You're the only one who's unhappy with your meal. Maybe after you go to like 50 restaurants this year and you sent back 35 meals, it's not like every one of those restaurants sucks like maybe right. it's you right you know like, well what was the thing I, I thought it was so great the other day if you meet if you meet an asshole in the morning they're an asshole if you meet an asshole in the afternoon you're the asshole <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good yeah that's pretty no. good yeah, I, I just there, I just we we talk about this a lot about expectation. Like, um, if you uh, when you go into something with the right expectations, it changes. It can change how much you like a movie, how much you enjoy sure. a meal. Sure. And people go into expecting not to like. There's almost a type of person, like a type of client. I actually had a client last year, and this was one of the only times this has ever happened to me. I went out on location, and this was a promotional headshot for an author. And so this is like my jam. I'm the headshot guy. Absolutely. I do the headshots. So we go out to location. She hires us to come out to her house. And we photograph, and I'm not going to say that she wasn't beautiful, but it was tough. Well, yeah, everybody <laughs> was, can't be, you know, was, with Thurman. But anyway, so, I mean, I pulled out all the stops. I gave her, like, six different looks and locations set up in the yard, in the house, with a backdrop. I, I just really I rolled out every freaking tool in my belt I just threw at it. And then, um, so we sent her the gallery so she could pick the images that she wanted. And then all we got back was an email that says, I don't like any of them. Please delete them. Thank you. 
and never, that was it. And never heard from her again. <laughs> wow. That would just be, wow. Right? right? So, I mean, they're, they're just the negative Nancys out there, man. Like, they're just people that are just not going to like anything ever, but they're still going to buy it. But it's weird because... She didn't ask for a refund, happened, by the way. No, she did not. And if it only happened one time or something, I would get it. But it's happened probably, oh, I don't know, four times in my career have I had someone who came back and said they weren't real happy with the pictures for whatever reason. And they always are buying the biggest package. And it reminded me, there's a line in uh, Annie Hall about the old Jewish joke about the two women saying, you know, the food here is terrible. Yeah, and the portions are so small. (laughs) (laughs) You know? No, no, it's absolutely true. Well, why do you want more portions of something that you don't like? The only, like, if we're talking specifically about weddings, the only weddings I've ever had clients be a problem were the ones where they spent upwards of like $7,500, $9,000, $10,000. And I'm telling you, every single step is like pulling teeth and it's misery Misery. And, and, you know, I, I, at some point I just go, okay, do you want me to just, I'll give you your money back. And then you just yeah. have all the photos yeah. and we don't worry about the album. And then, no, 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 no. Then they're no, then no, suddenly no, no, no. fine. They, it's like they want to push you as far as they can. Right. Like, is, is that just the mentality of certain people? And it's usually the people who spend the most money are the biggest pain in the ass because, like, I don't know why. But the people who, or the people who have money and they're spending a lot, but it's not a lot to them, the people who have to really save and stretch to, to be able to afford something really right. nice. Those people are like amazing. And it's always the people who spend like the cheapest people who buy the smallest thing or the people who spend a titanic amount of money are just the Those only are the ones two that are, ends that are the most likely to be a problem. The people in the middle who are actually like to, to, to pay $500 for like a personal glamour headshot session or whatever, the people who are putting five $600 is a lot of money to them, but they're putting it up because they, they believe it's important. Those people are amazing. I've never had like go go to my Google reviews page and go right down the line. Everybody is just happy, 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 happy. But the only people that aren't, they still don't get a refund. They still don't ask for a refund. They don't go write negative reviews because they got a great service. But right. they just want to be negative. There's just people out there who have to have to have to be negative for some reason. It's their it's their instinctual reaction to anything is the negative. Here's what here's here's the other part of this story. Okay, that I that I wanted to talk about, and it is. Um, one of the things that was said was, um, uh, how come I would like to have seen more uh, shots of the poses? And by that, I'm pretty sure she was talking about group pictures. Mm-hmm. The group pictures oh, of the, the family, the family photos, pictures, yeah, yeah. pose photos, sorry. So this is, I, this is one of those things that there is just no solution to this problem. No. Because I, have, I get it both ways. I have had people who come back and say, um, I know you took a picture of me with my family. Four, I know you took that picture at least four times, and I only see one. Where are the others? I want to see the others. Somebody was blinking in all the others. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And that's why you don't show it. Okay. So you get that. And then I have also had where you include more pictures that are basically stiffs. You know, what I call, I call it padding the count. Absolutely. You're padding the count because you want it to be, you want them to feel like they're getting value because there's a lot of pictures here to choose from. So I'm giving them value by showing all these pictures. And, you know, I'm going to show you uh, 150 pictures from your one hour wedding and you only are going to buy probably 50, but you're going to see all these pictures and you're going to see, wow, this is value and, you know, whatever. You're padding the count. That can screw you too. Yeah. Because then you get what happens is they can't see for the, for the weeds. Uh, there's one good picture and three bad pictures, and now they look at that and they go, there's so many bad pictures. And you have to go, no, 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 you understand that you, you there, there should only be about 50 there that you want, really. It was an, only an hour, and 50 exactly. good pictures in an hour. Yeah, so, But now the bad pictures are bringing them down. And some people, the bad pictures bring them down, and other people get pissed off because you're not showing the bad pictures. And so there's just no I, way to please everybody. I think that's absolutely the truth is that you're not going to please everybody. But I will tell you, I would rather err on the side of showing fewer images. So would I. 
Should, I mean, so would I. I've, have you ever had the fantasy of a client taking you to court when you're like having to sit there and you could get? I, I, I think about all the photographers I know. It's like I could just line up a panel of experts one by one to go. These pictures are awesome. These pictures yeah. are objective. Exactly. These are exactly. fantastic. And the clients just, you know, yeah, yeah. Because I was, yes, I because I how had, many photographers I had, client, had the courtroom? I had fantasy. a client that was a lawyer, and I begged them to take me to court once. Yeah. I, I was like, please take me to court because I'm going to line up a, a series of experts who are going to say your wedding picture fix pictures are fantastic. Right. So uh, let's go. <laughs> Absolutely, I, I've had the courtroom fantasy before. Yeah, sure, I, all the time. Like, do you, I sometimes like I just want somebody to be a problem so that I can shut them down. But it's just frustrating because you can't win it. You because you, no. you don't know who they're going to be. But I'm telling you, but the bottom line, it has been the, my experience and yours too. That the less you show, the better. Only show the really good stuff. Absolutely, you know. But yet, you, I still run into those people who I, I had a I had a shoot that was a family doing a reunion and they wanted to come and do fa- all the family groupings, and we did. And but then they're like, well, there's only like 35 pictures here. I'm like, well, we only shot 35 poses and 35 groups. Well, yeah, but I know you took more pictures of each group. Well, yes, we did. But in there, there were four pictures of this group. But then the other three, there's a kid not looking at the camera, or somebody's blinking, or or etc. And, and this is the one that's good. Well, we want to see the other ones. Why? I dude, every once in a while you get somebody that's like, <laughs> why? That. Why do you want to see the bad ones? We shot a corporate event for um, you know, for a company that does a lot of work for the state of Florida. And I I went through and I called all the images down to like first of all have four of the same one and a lot of times when you're shooting corporate events you're shooting the speaker who's on the stage and I always cut out the ones where their mouth is open because it just looks dumb sure so you want to find the one where they look like they're making a point but they're not in the middle of a word and so you know I if I shoot a thousand images at a, in a day from a corporate event I'll call it down to like two hundred and fifty that has everything they ask to be covered but just the best ones right and so this one client was like. Um, can we see all the images? I go, everything that's not shown here is either a duplicate, it's unflattering, or it's out of focus. Right. And she goes, doesn't matter. I want to see them anyway. No. And I, and I, you know, I did. I just, I just, I just, and you've done it. You've you've shown it. See, I've never done it. I just said, here you go. I I stand my ground. Well, she was, it was a big job that if it had come down to it and they had wanted their money back, it would have been a pretty big I stand, I I stand my ground. I, I had a wedding couple who loved me. And, and, and I still love them to this day, and they're fantastic, and we're friends on Facebook. But after they all the pictures and everything, they came back, and, 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 and the groom had said, you know, can I see the dumps? Because I, I call them the dumps. He said, can I see the dumps? And I'm like, no, you cannot see the dumps. And there's a reason. There's several reasons. First of all— It's like, can I see you naked? First of all, first of, first of all, first of all if, you go to an, there's somebody, if you go to an artist and you say to them, I need to see all your mistakes as well— you're putting you're putting stuff into their head you don't want in their head when they're yeah, can shooting. Can you show me the first five drafts of this painting that yes, you sketched no. on a napkin? Or no, something? I'm not going to show. I'm not going to show you my drop cloth. I'm not going to show you my bad sketches. And it's the same thing with photography. Two, despite what you may think, consumer, um, even if we are delivering wedding images that have not been hand retouched and skin smoothed and all that kind of stuff, still there is work that goes into processing uh, them. Hundred percent. There, every picture gets looked at. White balance gets corrected. It gets cropped, etc., etc., etc. I am not going to show you pictures that haven't had that done to them. So I'm not going to show you all the dumps because then I've got to spend hours preparing these crappy pictures to show you. But it is actually it's kind of surprising to me, especially in our portrait work, how many of our clients don't ask to see the ones that I don't show them. Right. Like I'll, they know that I take I. Like in a portrait session, I'll show twenty images. I'll show, tw- and they know that I took more than twenty. Right, you shot for an hour. I'll even not show poses that we did because That's they right. didn't turn they, out. Th- yeah, now I'm sorry, it didn't it didn't come out? It didn't but work. probably like one in one in thirty goes. Was there another one of this? Right. Only like I mean, it's very rare, and I think it might be because one of the one of the things about in person sales, which I like, is that typically it's like a week later. 
Right. Or even two weeks later. Right. And they haven't, you know, they don't, re- you know, they don't remember tell of everything that happened. So maybe it's just not in their head that that shot was taken. And here's the other thing where it doesn't serve them to ask the question. And it is, if I, if, if I'm going into a job knowing that I've got to show you every picture I take, I'm taking fewer pictures. Because yeah. I know I'm going to have to correct every single picture I take. Right. So I may not shoot uh, you at the altar. I get I get zeroed in on your face, and, and I pop off six frames to make sure one of them's in focus. Absolutely. I'm not going to pop off six frames now when I know I'm going to have to correct all six frames. Absolutely. A, you know, I'm not going to do that. So it doesn't. It, it serves. It works against you. Do you? Um, let me ask you how you feel about this. There's a wedding planner, a big wedding planner in my area, who um, if she's going to recommend you as a wedding photographer. She insists that she gets to see the images and pick which ones the bride and groom sees. Ooh, she gets to look wow, through the photographer's images. This is an interesting. She, I had never she heard. has to see all the images that you take, and then she picks the ones that the bride and groom see. And that, or else she mm. won't recommend you as a photographer. Well, I think it's you know, from the business side. It's just a straight up. Whether or not I would do it is a different question than whether or not she can do it. She can certainly do it. If I'm bringing you business, here's the terms, and you can agree to them, or I'm not going to bring you business, and that's welcome to business. You know, th- that's the way business works. So, yeah, I see that. So, I, you, you know, I'm not going to get indignant and go, that's crazy that she would – no. If she, if she can find photographers that she likes that are willing to do that for her, then great if that's would what she wants do to it? do. Uh, now, let's say this is a photographer that would be bringing you how much, that, that, top that's dollar what, wedding. That's what it comes down to. You know, if it's going to be one of those, then I get to look at them and I get to pick but them. And you have to process then my every next... image that you take. Because are you going to show her unprocessed raw files or are you going to send her the stuff? Because she's the planner that's referring you. You don't want her to see. Oh, no. Then no. No. If she, if, if, if she wants to see all the unprocessed files, if she basically wants to do the cull, then I'd be like, okay, yeah. I'll get, here you go. Here's all the raws. You cull them down and then I'll fix them. Go ahead. I, I mean, because you know, there are photographers who send their stuff off to an agency to have them culled. Yeah, that's true. I would just think, okay, now you're my, you're my free. Instead of paying 250 bucks to have my images culled somewhere, I'm, you're going to cull them for me for free. Yeah, okay. All right. But I just, is this, if she's going to send me enough work. But yeah, okay. So, but do you feel like that, that for a lot, I feel like a lot of photographers would be like, oh, hell no. Oh, I know a lot of photographers. Oh, hell no. Oh, that, I, photographers, uh, I'm not as, um, protective of my stuff as other people right. are like a photographer who's like oh a client came to me and wanted me to do a selective color and i was like no no i won't do something i'm like really how much are they going to pay me to do selective absolutely. color because i will absolutely <laughs> do- because you know tomorrow is another day and that wedding's gone and i'm moving on to the next we've one. talked many money times is about money is money how we're more pragmatic yeah. than artistic really yeah. you know and i think that um it, it's it's funny early in my career i probably would have bucked that you know, right. but now I'm just like, yeah, that's actually that sounds fine. <laughs> yeah, if you're gonna send me the work, like I'm totally okay with yeah, that. If you're sending me the work, sure. Yeah, no worries. Now, if it's gonna be one of those things where you're gonna come back and go, okay, I picked 800 images. Well, wait, that's too many. Unless, of course, you're paying me. I'm getting weddings from you that are paying me more than everybody else, and it makes up for the extra time I have to do the work. Then sure, why so, not? So let's talk about something new. All right, let's talk about while it's poignant uh, because this episode is actually gonna come out tomorrow. So we're recording the day before. Okay. We actually posted an article, and it was from, I think, Petapixel on our Facebook page. And we've the reach and how many times it's been shared and posted and commented on has just gotten out of control. And it was the, um, the blog post from Brides.com, which is the website of Brides Magazine, oh, yeah. that posted a, a review of which vendors you should and shouldn't feed right. at a wedding. Right. And so, and I saw, and I honestly, at first, I did not even read the article. The headline said, 
you know, uh, don't feed your photographer, it says, or brides.com says, or bride magazine says, don't feed your photographer. And I said, oh, shit, this is going to be good. So I reposted it. And the response has been incredible. We've had um, shares, reposts, a bunch of comments when I reposted it in my personal timeline on Facebook. And um, people are really passionate about it. And here's the crazy thing. The backlash, not from us specifically, but nationwide, worldwide, the this article has gone around because so many people from different have every posted it on their Facebook pages and Twitters and whatever. They had to retract the article. They took it down. Really? Yeah. Wow. It's gone. Like, it's gone. You can still find it. I even found a website that was like a follow-up. This guy who basically, like, anything you ever put on the internet is still there. Like, it's in a right. temp, dump, temp file dump somewhere on your website. So he actually knew how to dig into their website and find it and reposted it again. And uh, But basically, w- the photography community and the wedding community uh, shamed them into taking it. Oh, to be clear, that Brian's <laughs> Magazine said you shouldn't feed your wedding photographer. Yeah, they said, well, they, the, and I, the justification was, oh, they're only there five or six hours, so they don't need a meal. And I'm just <laughs> trying to think, like, my average wedding is eight. Yeah, easily. I'd say seven. For right. me, well, seven shooting, but uh, it's eight on the job. I'm going to get there early. I'm going to stay late. Yeah, two hours before the wedding. Not I'm to mention the drive, loading the gear, driving. Oh, we counting all that. Sure, ten. I'm, I'm always there 45 minutes to yeah. an hour before I have to actually start yeah. shooting. And yeah. so, like, it's a full day. Even if it's a five hour contract, I'm on the job for at least eight hours. If all it's right. an eight hour contract, I'm on the job ten right. to twelve, including like driving back home. You know, unloading your equipment, backing up the shots that you took that day. Like a lot of wedding photographers, they get back from a wedding at 10 o'clock at night. They're up till one just right. backing I am. up images. I and am. Yeah. Everything gets downloaded that night. Exactly. So, I mean, it's like, it's so, when it's like, oh yeah, go ahead and make sure that the, the, the DJ has a plate at the table. But, you know, like, and the back. I love it when you come to a wedding and, you, and the reception starts. And uh, the DJ or the band go over to sit down at the table and the spot that's been put out for them for them to eat, and they forgot to put one out for you. And you're like, I've been here for four hours already. This yeah. guy just walked in the door. He just put his iPod, plugged it into yeah, the speaker. And, and you're feeding him, and you forgot my meal. <laughs> now, I'm not even – I actually don't even eat much. I don't – yeah, I don't either. But and in fact, even though it's in our contract that if we're on the job for more than a certain amount of time, right. you have to provide some Mine kind of too. meal, I still pack a cooler. You know, I, I don't pack a cooler. Because I just, the thing that I'm not going to do is I'm not going to be chasing around the planner or the bride or right. anybody else asking them to feed me. If they if they forget, I'm not going to harass them. I'm not either. I'm just no, going to feed no, myself. No, I'm just going to be and, like, oh, well, I'm not eating tonight. And I'm not going to go up to the bride and go, well, I'm going to need an hour off. Right. I'm going to drive no, over and get something. No, like, no, no. bullshit. If you do that, don't be a tool. But like, I always pack like some Cliff Bars and right. some bottle of water and like I always uh, sandwiches or chips or pretzels. I always pack something. You know, because let's be honest too. Like, at least the weddings I shoot, nine out of ten of them, the food's just kind of eh. Anyway, yeah. well, you know, like how many times can you eat it like a, a, a dry fillet with like you know crusty mashed right. potatoes? And there was a time I would have been, yeah, I gotta, I gotta eat, I gotta eat, I gotta eat. But um, because I had the cancer. Oh, you had cancer? I had the cancer oh. uh, because I had the can- when I when I was going so sorry through, to hear uh, that. when I was going through the tonsil, <laughs> tonsil cancer. I went through a period where I didn't eat at all, hardly at all. So now You're I have to do no Pedialyte to I get have, your yeah, calories. I have so. no problem. I can go all day without eating, and it's not like a huge deal. It's not. I don't get. I don't get hangry. No, you know. So if I don't eat, I'm like I'll, I'll survive, and I'll get something on the way home. But the idea that you don't feed your vendors, it's just silly. Well, you know, I, I don't. I, there was such a backlash that I, I couldn't believe it, and I was thinking like. When I got married, we absolute we fed everybody. We had a band that was there for like three hours, and we even had a table. Although I don't, I, I don't even like it. But we had a table where they could eat like humans instead of sitting on their camera case in a hallway outside. And and we fed the photographer, the DJ, everybody ate at our wedding. Everybody who was in the building got right. to eat. You know, right. it was like 
It wasn't. Um, it wasn't and you even don't an like, issue. And you, and you don't like eating in the room. I don't. No. There's there, there's two sides to that. One is if you eat in the if they let you eat in the room, then you're available if something happens and you need to jump up and take a picture. Right. And the downside is if you eat in the room. You're available in case something happens, and you have to jump and take a picture. Well, when they take you out of the room, it's, you actually do get to relax for a few minutes. Yes, yes. You know, you, you can relax just a little bit. Undo, because, undo my belt, let yeah. my gut hang if out. If you miss a shot, you're like, I, I was out of the room eating, and I told you I'd be out of the room get eating. Get to roll up it's my not, spanks. Yeah, it's not my fault. But if you keep me in the room, I, I'm, I'm, I'm scanning like a dog. So if I always have a second shooter at a wedding, you know, that's one of the things that we build in. Is in it's, uh, it, it, it has historically been Julie, my wife, and um, but since the baby's born, like, it's not, we, you know, she stays home more. Um, and I, but I always have another photographer with me, and we always eat in shifts. Like, you go eat, I'll stay here and watch the room if anything happens, and then, then you come back, and then you with your camera stand yeah. vigil while I eat, you know? I had a bar mitzvah where I was out of the room eating, talking to the planner when the horror started. Fucking DJs, and man. I, and I went in, and I went in, and they were bringing her down from the chair. And I went up to the DJ, and I said, dude, you got to put her back up. We're doing it again. We're doing it again. And he did. And he was like, and he was like, you got to tell me if you leave the room. And, he, and I'm like, yeah. I thought to myself, yes, I do. But I didn't tell you because I was with the planner. And I, so I thought I, the planner is the one. Who, she brought me here to eat. And so I thought, okay, everything's under control. No, no, There's no. a huge breakdown. Every time I've ever had a problem with a vendor at a wedding, it's always been the DJ. And it's usually yeah. a D, and it's, I'm telling you, nine times out of ten, it's like, I'm taking a piss, and you hear, and now the bride's going to dance with her mother, <laughs> and you're like zipping up, like running in there, like, oh, I didn't eat, yep. you know, like, and that yep. happens all the time, and the, and, and like, we should just have like a, 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 a DJ photographer summit. Right. Everybody gets together and we just agree on protocol because the photographer always says, hey, the DJ, you got to make sure I'm in the room when this shit happens. And the DJ is always like, you got to tell me if you leave the room. Right. You know? But I think, here's the other thing though, I think that if, photographer, or if a bride and groom are going to cut things out of the budget, I think the DJ is one of the things that goes. Like, you know, they'll get their, or the fr- photographer. They'll get their friend who's a club DJ right. or, you know, or they'll get some, uh, somebody who has like an iPod or something. <laughs> oh my God, there's a million DJs. Yeah, there are a lot. But that's the thing. I mean, I, I, it amazes me that I still work wedding after wedding after wedding and, and see people I have never seen before. All the, how do you think people feel, other vendors feel about photographers? Yeah. <laughs> it's like you never see the same photographer twice. Absolutely. Yeah, it's just nuts. But the, uh, the whole thing with, um, you know, video gets cut out though. Video is like the redheaded stepchild oh, of the wedding yeah. vendor world. Yeah. Like, if there's video's, a budget, it's rare. I video is the first thing to go. Probably like eight out of ten weddings that I shoot have no video. Correct. At all. And we love our wedding video so much. I can't imagine not having a wedding video. Really? But yeah. But at the same time, it's like for me as a business person, it's like if they're gonna cut something out, I'd rather yeah. cut out the video because uh, that yeah. comes out of my budget. You know. Yeah. Um, but you know, which is, I think, one of the reasons why a lot of photographers offer photography and video because you know it's a, an upsell. But I, yeah, I, I can't imagine not having a wedding video, but it's always the first thing to go. Yep. Why is the video always the first thing? To I go? think people, the the people who, when they think about it, the thing I always hear is, um, we have a video and you watch it once and then you don't watch it again hardly ever. Yeah, we don't watch it a ton, but we do watch it once or twice yeah. a year. We'll bust it out and take well, a look see, at it. You're rare. Most people say they don't usually ever, when, ever Usually when a family it. member dies yeah. <laughs> and we want to see him again. <laughs> like, there not, you go. Because like, he's in the video. <laughs> eh, well, there's and, great grandma. Let's, uh, yeah. let's all watch her. Oh, that's so sad. She's dead. I think also it can be, I mean, you know, and I'm not, 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 I'm not down in uh, the videographers here because I respect what they do, and, 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 but it's the nature of, of what, what, what you can think is I pay all this money. I have two guys shooting video the whole day, and when it's done, I have three minutes of product. You know, the video, your wedding video may be only three minutes long. I think it's very trendy now with the new cinematography style of wedding shooting. Um, wedding videos are like 20, 30 minutes, like on the outside. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I've our, never seen one that long. Our fully edited wedding video, I think, is like, 
30 minutes. Wow. See, that's long. The that, ones I see are never see, that long. No, when I used to do video, because my parents have did video in their studio, we, we used to put out two-hour wedding videos all the time. Like, wow. that was the norm. Like, but it, see, then again, that now is appointment viewing. So you don't watch it because if you want to watch a wedding video, well, have you got two hours? you got to sit down and park for two hours to watch it. Oh, well, who's got time for that? You know what the wedding video's for? It's for when you get divorced to sit there and cry. There you go. Yeah, you know, or, yeah. like, or it's like, <laughs> it's when you send it to your ex so that they can watch it and hopefully fall in yeah. love with you again there so you that go. they don't leave you. She's out of my life. <laughs> I don't know whether to laugh. Yeah, I watched the uh, I don't Michael know Jackson. How much, but I know I, I, know I love, love you. <laughs> oh my God. It hurts. Why? Why? Oh my God. No. We're bad people. That's I, when I think, and this is, oh, this is terrible. This is even worse. Uh, we were watching videos the other day of the kids uh, when they were young, really young. Uh, they're still young. And I was thinking, you know, I don't shoot much video of the kids anymore because I wasn't a photographer when we had the kids. And so I shot a lot of video of them. And then when I became a photographer, now it's, it's photos. And I thought, I don't, I don't really shoot a lot of video of the kids anymore. And I need to do that in case one of them dies. <laughs> <laughs> that awful? Because you know what I always think about is that scene in uh, Minority Report. You know, Tom Cruise has become a drug addict, and all he does is every night he comes home and he watches this a video of him and his kid at the pool before his kid was abducted. How are you supposed to become a sad drug addict exactly. when your kid dies if you I don't gotta have, have video? I have to have something to watch while I shoot up heroin, Gary. <laughs> what if something was to happen to one of my children? Oh, well, that's, that's awful. That's so fucking morbid. All right, it is. All hey, right. so I want to do one more quick thing. Oh, we don't have much time. We do. Got- we have to talk about the thing and the thing of the thing. I know. Okay, okay, real quick, real quick. Three, name three songs that were played incessantly at weddings that you don't hear anymore. That used to be played and that we don't hear like anymore? Like in the 90s, in the 80s. Well, I wasn't shooting weddings in the well, 90s. Well, whatever. Like, what's a song that was just everybody was doing it and now it's gone? I can think of, I can think of a couple. That um, okay, well, if you're talking about yeah, dance records, uh, okay, I can tell you as a, as a disc jockey, as a nightclub a disc jockey, I can give you both sides. I give you songs that have a remarkable staying power. And then I can tell you the ones that don't get played anymore. For example, a song in the 90s that was, for the longest time, was guaranteed to build a dance floor for you every time that you don't really hear that much anymore is Into the Groove by Madonna. Yeah. Into the Groove by Madonna was one of those. If you're, if you're trying to build a dance floor, trying to get people to dance, you played Into the Groove, 118 beats per minute, you would get a dance floor. Uh, it Takes Two by Rob Bass, guaranteed to get a dance floor every time. You don't hear it that too much to anymore. Make a thing Ah. Always got you a dance floor, okay? But the songs that have held on that kill me. YMCA. YMCA still you Never going to die. I swear to God. When I was die. assisting my, my parents in like 1992, I think I went to my first wedding as an assistant for my dad, and the YMCA was played at that one. The wedding I shot last uh, last month, they're still playing the YMCA. And for the love of God, we are family. We are oh. family. <laughs> oh, my God. Has there not been another song written in the last 40 years about family? Girls just want to have fun. Girls just want to, I don't hear that. It won't die. I hear it at every wedding. Do you really? I don't hear it. It's almost been co-opted, though, by all the single ladies when they do yeah. the bouquet talk. A little bit of this. Yes, that's the one when they come the out with it. It used to be girls just want to have fun. Now it's well, all the single ladies. there you go. Yeah, but I'm talking about dancing. We are family still play all the time. Old time rock and roll. Old time rock and roll. Won't that's die. Right. That one won't, won't die. Won't die. Oh, ooh, 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 ooh. Money, money. Oh, God. And that's why I stopped being a disc jockey. Because I finally got to the point where if I had to, to scream, get laid, get fucked one more time, I was going to kill myself. <laughs> I always see Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck. Yeah. I just said, you know, when it gets to the point where you're a disc jockey and you no longer care if the people are having fun, yeah. it's time to walk when away. When you see wedding TJs do that part of money, money, we're like, hey, say yeah. what? Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck, whatever. <laughs> but like, I've never hey, heard that. But you see I've them, they, like, they hold that. the microphone for the part that they, hey, say yeah. what? 
get yeah and then they're making the crowd say making the not, crowd they're say. not even looking they're not, yeah. even, not even enjoying it. it's just joyless no so i want to just say um in memoriam to a couple of songs okay um because we've missed you um and one day i hope you come back Butterfly Kisses by Bob Carlin. Oh. I missed you so much. Really? Good, good, goodbye, Bob I still Carlin. hear that. I still I, I hear that at bar mitzvahs. I haven't, yeah, I haven't heard it at a wedding and You know, actually, I met him and interviewed him on my show. Did you a radio kick jack. him in the balls? I had him, I had him on the show with his guitar. He played it live. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I was in the yeah, room. Okay. Also, also, in memoriam, um, I would like to say, um, I'm sorry, Macarena. It didn't work out. Yes. We had a good run. No, but we don't hear Macarena we anymore. We had a good run, Macarena. Cupid Shuffle. Oh, dude. And Wobble. I'm hoping that the Cupid Shuffle goes away, the Macarena. Yeah. And the Wobble. I like the Wobble, though. Cupid Shuffle can go, but I kind of like her Wobble. What's the other one? There's the Cupid Shuffle, and then there's the Electric other Electric Slide, stomp, Wobble. One Stomp, Two Stomp. That's, that's the Cupid Shuffle. Is that the Cupid Shuffle? Mm-hmm. There's another one that's like it that's, uh, you know... I just slide hate. to the left. Slide, slide to, to the right. Do the Criss-cross. Charlie ding, Brown. Ding. I think yeah. those are two different songs. You, no, I'm thinking, no, Cubie Shuffle. Yeah, you might be right. Uh, no, okay, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I block the, it out. The cha-cha slide is the a cha-cha slide. The, the cha-cha Cuba slide. Shuffle, the they're two there different songs. We were, there you go. We're getting yes. mixed okay. up. Okay, all right. But, uh, you all know, right. um, I also, I want to say uh, goodbye to a dear, dear friend of, of mine. <clears throat> One of the most beautiful and iconic wedding songs of all time. Kenny G's wedding song. That one, remember that one? No, it was like every cocktail hour for a decade was Kenny G, and he called it was called the wedding song. By Kenny well, G. there you go. Yeah, like I, you talk about it, an engineered for a very specific purpose. It's like you know what I'm going to do today. I'm going to take my uh, mediocre talent and my shitty soprano sax, and I'm going to write a song that is going to get stuck in everybody's head for a decade. Because fuck you, Earth. Fuck you. Humanity. Listen, I'm convinced that Michael Bublé would not have a career if it was not for the cocktail hour, because it's nothing but it's Michael Bublé nonstop during the damn cocktail hour. Yeah, and Harry Connick Jr. is pissed about Michael Bublé yes, existing because he, he took his he took his he took his gig. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. All right, let's wrap it up. What do you say? Well, we, we have to talk e- about what's coming up. Oh, uh, yeah, we're going to have some exciting South stuff. South Carolina Photocom. In just like less than uh, two weeks. Okay, it's February 20th is going to be the first day. That's Saturday. Right, that's a Saturday. And that's the night of the Photobomb Live. That's the night we're doing Photobomb Live. This and is... then the next day is Sunday. Right. And that morning at 9 a.m., I do my thing on weddings. Right. And that night or that afternoon at 2 p.m., I do you my do, thing. My which, by the way, thing. how is it I got the early morning gig and you got the lucky get to sleep in It's funny because gig. I'm the best suited for the mornings because I'm up anyway because I have a one-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm doing the 9 a.m. and you're doing the 2 And you're PM. totally not a morning person at no. all, which is funny. No. So if you go to www.scphotocon.com, also, all the information will be there. links on our website. Just go to photobomb. uh, photobombpodcast.com. There's links there, too. So you will get to see Bure teach about weddings. You will get to see me teach about headshot photography. And then you will get to see also the... Photobomb Live, the first ever. And here's, here's something cool. I just talked to the guy over there at South Carolina in Charleston, and there's going to be a bar in our yeah. program, yes. and they're going to be drink tickets. Yes. So if you attend the program, you're going to get free drinks, which I think is going to yes. be really conducive yes. to our thing. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I think it's going to be great. Absolutely. Very, very cool. So yeah, I'm very excited about that. Yeah, man. That's going to be going to be super awesome. And so uh, I, I, I hope that the technology that I employ, <laughs> if my record of adding new technology to get things done uh, is any indication, um, it's probably going to go very badly. We're going to have to be in the room like two hours early <laughs> to get it set up. I will right? be. I will yeah. be. Also, All right. don't forget that if you go to thelenspal.com and you want to rent a piece of equipment that you've been eyeballing or you need something extra for a job you got coming up, thelenspal.com is going to offer you a 10% off of your order if you use the promo code 
photobomb when you check out. And you can find me at com, and you can find Gary at HughesFioretti.com. Yes, you can. Our website is photobombpodcast.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash photobomb. And you can send us questions or comments to questions at photobombpodcast.com. We'll see you next week. See you later.